Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today I am joined by Butte Cobras player, Robbie Arvers. How are you doing today? I'm great. Awesome. Just, just awesome, man. So I have two questions that I want to start this off with. One, what got you to fall in love with hockey and made you want to play it as long as you have? And two, what brought you to Butte, Montana? <laughs> wow. That's kind of a loaded one. Um, first one, I definitely I fell in love with hockey. I mean, I think it was more I there was a local junior team back in my hometown in Spokane. Um, and my first words were go Chiefs go. Um, because we were the Spokane Chiefs. And so I guess my family had season tickets. So since then it's just been Chiefs, it's been hockey. Um, I actually so my story, I, I always like to say my story is kind of a weird one. Um, I started out, it's called house hockey in Spokane, where you literally don't play outside too much, like outside of your organization too much because you have so many teams. Uh, we had about four every year. Wow. I played hockey up until I was about 14. And then we played what we like to call select, which is probably equivalent to B here in Montana at 14. Um, but the year before I got... So funny enough, I got practice squad the year before on the B team. And at this point in time, I was not, I didn't take hockey too seriously. I mean, like I did, you know, as a kid does like very competitive. Right. Um, as you know, kids are like, Oh, bragging rights, things like that. You were always like, in your own hand. Like, I want to, I want to score because I have my buddy on that team or something like that. Um, and so, you know, over time it just kind of, manifested itself into becoming more serious well the lead up to kind of me coming to butte really comes down to my last like my last few years in spokane it went practice squad for the b team getting called up in the last four games and playing really well then making the b team the next year halfway through the year getting voted as a captain and then missing the double a team for 18 and unders which is high school here in butte or in montana and they do have some double a teams here um for 18 and unders so i missed that the next year and the year after that as a 16 year old i end up going and playing 18 uaa because of my size um and i got just lucky i in my opinion i've gotten so blessed and lucky with everything i've came to in this whole entire hockey career that i had so far and it's funny because what led me to butte was my last year in spokane we actually came out here for the bozeman cup which is uh, they have 18, they range it from 18 and under down to 14 and under. So we had two teams here. We had our 16 and under team and my team that was double A. The 16 and under team was an A team, um, but we both just got slaughtered. Well, I kind of liked Bozeman. The vibe, the vibe was kind of fun in Bozeman. And then yeah. I don't 
what it was. I think I saw a something on Instagram and um it was from Merrick Parnell and he was doing his advising out here for the northern scouting stuff and that's all hot it was all hockey and it was a showcase. I was like, oh I might as well go to it. And so I went to it. Um Merrick actually got in touch with me and Butte was one of the like the first team who just was like, You want a contract here, come play. And that's really what happened. It was really, really instantly just came down to they offered me contract and I was out here in, in heartbeat. So. Oh, that's, that's cool. So I have a couple of follow-ups from that, but I guess my yeah. first one is just what was kind of the culture shock of Butte from Spokane and how have you adjusted to being in Butte? <laughs> Man, that's a great follow-up. Um, in my opinion, it was it wasn't as much of a culture shock, I guess, because I was so I was still seventeen. I was still under eighteen. I was going actually. I ended up going to high school here, which was probably one of my. I don't know why everyone gives me massive amounts of crap for it, but I loved. I kind of loved it because it was really. I I remember it as not so smooth, but there were some smoother parts of the transition. Um, because some people might not like this from Spokane at least, but Spokane and Butte are almost kind of the same type of town. Um, they're both small. They both have that atmosphere of a small town atmosphere. They both, everyone knows everyone type thing. Um, and I just was used to the tight hockey community in Spokane. So it was kind of like, instead of it being just the hockey community, it's everyone. Right. So it, just, it amplifies it, but yeah, you know, it's whatever. I mean, it was one of those things where it was just like, wow, like it kind of gets it into your soul. You're like, Oh, I like it here. And I, I think the favorite part for me was that my coach that year, uh, Coach Chris Shadow, he encouraged most of us to go out and be a part of the community and be with the kids. And that's what got me hooked staying here. For sure. So in our little pre-talk, you mentioned someone else that I've had on the podcast who's now the head football coach over there in Butte. How much was um, Coach Gray a part of your transition you know, and how much did he help you in that time period where you so, were transitioning here? Sadly, I didn't get gray um, until the back end of my first year here. Um, I wish I met him sooner is kind of my thing. But gray was Mr. Gray is one of those guys who you remember because of how like lighthearted he was, how like he would flip your crap in the classroom. I had him for early morning waits and then literally first period right after that. And I can tell you the one story I do have that like is a really good memory is I was badgering him for about two weeks about putting my grades in because I was getting badgered at home by my billet mom or my host mom, I guess is the best way to put it. And because I had a senior class and she's like, this is unacceptable. Da, da, da. She was just kind of on me about it. And so I started getting on gray. Gray, I think, looks at me and goes, do you want me to give you like an F? Like he kind of like looks at me. He's like, because you're doing good in my class. I just haven't put the grades in. I laughed because I'm like, oh, I love you. Like, great. That was like one of those answers. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll shut up then. And he shut <laughs> me up. And it was great. I Yeah, great was one of those guys where I remember fondly of him. And I mean, I remember most of my moments in Butte high, at least fondly. There wasn't really too many bad moments there, thankfully. <laughs> That's awesome. So you've gotten the opportunity to play sports in Butte. And this whole community of Butte, like you were saying, is just an awesome place but especially the sports community. I mean, I've done so many interviews with players and coaches and all that. 
And when they are talking about high school football, they say that their favorite place to play outside of obviously their home is Butte. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that same level of commitment in the hockey community? So that's an amazing question. Uh, You know, right now it's still growing. And I think we have a good foundation. I think there needs to be, you know, some extra, just need some help. I mean, we have a great community here. Um, You know, fine tuning, everyone can fine tune something. And for our community, I think there is a commitment when you get down to the ground level, there's a huge commitment to a lot of people, but you know, minor tweaks here and there might help it. Um, This last weekend, we didn't have the last two weekends really is what I noticed. Um, um, we didn't have so much of a crowd just because I think of the divisionals. Divisionals was in town oh, the weekend yeah. before, and then wrestling divisionals or state was in Billings, so yeah. everyone was out of town and such. So we're hoping this next weekend will be a great crowd day because we're. Here's the thing on from the Cobra side of things, we are ramping everything up. We got a new coach. We got we we are ramping up our process into going to playoffs here. Um. And it's just one of those things where when you have the community behind you, when you have everyone behind you, it's you'll start rolling and you'll start being better. Like, I mean, we go up into Helena. They sell that place out two grand. That is one of the – that is my favorite place to play outside of Butte because – so I actually talked to one of the dads on our team because he's from Helena, um, Bill Billman. I love Bill. And I kind of said, like, oh, everyone hates us there. And he goes, well, you have kind of like our extended family, which is uh, Tamer's – extended family and so we do have some love from helena and the Nichols, and you know all the kids who are from helena we have their families which is awesome yeah but when you take that out of it and you have everyone else i remember last year we were there and it was carroll college night the carroll college football team is behind our net and i remember very vividly i skated about three or four times past them and every time i was like what we're gonna do something like I, I'm waiting to hear you. Like I can't hear you. And I was getting, I was getting them going. I was getting them tagged. And I just love doing that. Cause going up into Helena's barn, the energy is always there. And like, it's one of those very powder keg places. Like it'll explode at any minute. And especially cause it's beautiful Helena. Like, Oh, yeah. what, what else do you have going on? Like, come on, come watch us. So I, I think Butte's community will get there at some point and we're starting to get a lot more support anyways just because we are ramping up just because we are winning just because we're doing all these other things so soon i i think in the next two or three years will be great for sure so one thing that i think is going to help you get amped up into the community is you have someone that i feel is really dedicated to you guys in merrick parnell and you mentioned him a little bit before and i wanted to talk to talk about him what does it mean to have someone that is so dedicated to the cobra's and so dedicated to you guys and the advancement of the team. So with, we have to mention the precursor to Merrick and his name is Michael Opal. Uh, sadly just passed away last week. Michael Opal, hands down, one of the best broadcasters we've had in Butte history. I hands down love him to death. I love my, Mike was one of those guys you will never forget because he treated you with such warmness and kindness. Merrick is not only going to do that for us, he's going to help in any way he can. And I so did Mike. Don't I'm never going to downplay anything Mike did. Mike was the precursor. He set the bar. Merrick will help set that bar a little bit higher. Um, and don't even, I can't begin to start 
to talk about how good Merrick will be for us. Um, just because he, you can just see the dedication. I mean, I talked to him about stuff with hockey and Butte too. Like, I mean, I, not just the Cobras, but things that I think could happen because I also, I feel like me and him have the same kind of dedication because I love this community. I, I cannot repay it, even if I think I will. I love it here. Um, I'm very much in debt. I, in my way, I think I'll have to come back here at some point and just settle down. But I mean, Merrick is Merrick will keep that running. And I think, and we can't downplay what coach uh, Mark Roder is bringing in. Mark is a wonderful coach, very good hockey mind, very beautiful hockey mind, in my opinion. Um, so that'll help. I, I think they'll help each other if they ever have to talk about anything. Um, but I mean, I don't really get to see Merrick too often just because he has to teach at Whitehall. But I think once we get going, I think the surrounding areas like Anaconda, Deer Lodge, Whitehall, um, what else? Ennis, like just surrounding areas will start to kind of bolster up and help us. So Merrick will help in just the fact that he has so many. He's a friendly guy and he'll help out in any way he can. And he's very dedicated to us. So, yeah, I just can't begin to talk up Merrick enough, if I'm being honest. For sure. I mean, I just met him. He, uh, I, I had a thing on the news and Billings, and it obviously got around the state. And he contacted me, and he just seems so, like you said, dedicated to the Cobras, and it's awesome to see for sure. Yeah, I yeah no, I can't thank him enough, especially yeah, especially because he's helped me so much with my journey. Him and a few, a lot of others. So, for sure. So. One question I have is the physicality of hockey. And just from seeing you there, you look like a guy that's gotten in a few fights. <laughs> uh, wow. I can't begin to really say that. Uh, I can't. It's hard to say because I've actually, for me, most of my penalty do not come from me fighting on the ice. Um, I mean, this here is kind of an exception, funny enough. Um, But... I mean, you can take a look at my elite prospects is what we call it. And which is the website name and you'll see all these PIMs and all it just kind of might look at my stats in general, but um, the physicality in hockey is one of those things that you don't see in a lot of other sports. And I got to tread lightly here. Um, <laughs> no offense to the football guys, but you guys get to sit for 30 seconds before hitting again. Right. And I played I, I'm going to be honest here. Like as a sophomore in high school, I played football and I knew, Hey, I have 30 seconds to kind of sit here, get the play, whatever. And don't get me wrong. It's a very physical sport, but here's the thing. And this will always be a competition between football and hockey guys, hockey. We are, I read a stat. We're 20% smaller. And like we hit 15% harder than football because we're going 30 miles an hour on steel. We're going, not only are we going 30 miles an hour, but I mean, you have to process that in your head too. And that's if you're going, and that's if you're Connor McDavid and you're going 30 miles an hour, but I'm just saying like, you're going super fast. It's such a fast game. Things are going to happen. And so, I mean, from a, a big guy's side, physicality in hockey is so hard. Like it's getting dialed back a lot more nowadays. Like I, I went and watched a high school game here in Butte because we have JV high school and it's Helena Butte. And there was a hit that three years, not even three, I would say about five years ago, would be a clean, perfect hit. Perfect. Mm -hmm. But they have to make a call 
because of where it was on the ice. Cause you're, if you're a certain amount of feet off the boards and because they're younger kids and it's the physicality is going to keep getting dialed back. But if you, I'm being honest, physicality in hockey is such an ingrained part of it. It's hard to dial back. And you see it a lot in the NHL. You see it a lot everywhere, honestly, in hockey. When you dial back that physicality part, other things start to come out, like the stick work. Like when you see guys get hit with sticks, like in the ankles. I mean, I cannot say – I really don't have any room to talk there because I almost took a kid's eye out last year. And that was – I felt bad. I felt so terrible. I went up and hugged him like – I didn't even mean that was like a complete accident. And I I've talked to him before. Yeah. He was a good guy about it, but I just, I feel terrible. Um, but that's like physicality is getting dialed back. And it's one of those things that it's going to be ingrained in hockey and it's going to still find its way into it. Yeah. And it's inevitable in my opinion. It's just, that's how it has to be. For sure. So another thing that happens with teams just in general is you guys come from a lot of different areas of the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're originally from Spokane. You said there's guys from Helena. I'm sure there's guys from other states. How do you guys integrate to make a cohesive unit? It starts in training camp. Um, I wasn't here for training camp this year, um, so I can't tell you how this year went, but I can tell you prior years. Um, it's hard. It is one of those things, especially at junior hockey level, it is hard because you don't have like at the college level, you don't have school right? that you, you have to relate to. You don't have work or something to relate to like things like that. Everyone. And you're right. When it comes to everyone walking in at different parts of life or like just everyone's different. Um, but last year, and I feel like it's going to stay like this for our schedule, at least with Butte schedule. Um, we last year we especially got close because we were traveling every weekend we were on the bus every weekend we lived together pretty much every weekend we were there together um yes there were some weekends where we were off and you know we had our home games but yeah that was at the start like before that first half of the season typically we get all of our away games out of the way which is great because when we have to travel to rapid city when we have to travel to cody gillette sheridan um those are long bus rides. Other than Cody, Cody's a four-hour drive, and that's just barely, just barely out of the way for doing a home-and-home home series, which is, you know, it's all right. Like, I personally would not want to do a four-hour drive there, four-hour drive back. Right. Um, But that's, I mean, it's just things like that where you just become a unit because you're already there together. You, there's no, like, who else are you going to go talk to? Oh, there's a guy outside. Like, I mean, you know, like, who, yeah. oh, I have to take the guy next to me. So, you just become a unit that way. And these last two years, it is especially, you can just tell the boys get close. Um, now, if I, I mean, I was here, I, in my opinion, I've kind of been here since the ground level for something. I mean, for us to get to this moment um, and I've been in and out, I can't say like, I'm not as dedicated. I, I can't say I'm not as dedicated, but I wasn't there. Like Bradshaw was like Nick Bradshaw, our captain. Bradshaw's been there for everything. I cannot talk Bradshaw's case up enough. He is easily a Butte Cobra Hall of Famer. Not only that, I think he's just, you know, he's going to be one of those guys who you talk about in 20 years. He's like, do you remember that kid who scored 100 goals for us in his career? Like, do you remember this guy? Oh, yeah. Um, Bradshaw 
has been here from the ground level. And if it weren't for the fact that we had him, uh, I mean, we just have a lot of those, like our younger unit, there's only two of us left from our year that we won six games. Wow. And then, yeah, from we've only won six games in 2019, 2020, and the, we are the only two left from that team. And then the next year we got like six kids who are with us now. Or no, it, it might be a little bit more. But all these kids that have gone like two, like three, four years with us, we finally like have all cohesively come together. So it's really been just been a building thing. You get lucky with that when it comes to returners and such. That's awesome. So a question I had as I was thinking here is hockey is obviously there's a lot of different leagues. Mm -hmm. So where does Butte land on the league, I guess, scale? And what on the is totem pole? Yeah, there you go. Totem pole. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's like the next step up for you? So um, we just had our starting goalie, Caleb Cross, come down from the N.A., but we so in the USA hockey system, because that's the only system really to refer to here, other than there's a couple outside of it that are rival leagues, and there's a lot of history there as well with Montana and hockey. But um, let's just look at the current set you have. You have your tier one, which is the United States Hockey League. That is those kids are going NCAA D1 before they even get to that team. Mm -hmm. Um or they're going straight to the NHL. They're get, they'll get drafted there. Those are that's a very high skill league. Like you do not see a whole lot of uh, tier three players, which is we'll get to, but you won't see a lot of movement through there. Um, then you have tier two, which is the North American Hockey League, which is the feeder system we are technically in. So the North American League, um, and our coach talks about this all the time. The biggest key difference between the North American League and what we play is literally speed and physicality, but it's tier two. It's a lot of NCAA D1 commits, a lot of NCAA D3 commits. Um, I just, you see that variance right there. I mean, I, when I was in New York and I was playing for Niagara university, <clears throat> I knew a few kids who played at that level and they were, oh, they were good. Like you yeah. just watch like the variance and then you get to tier three. There are two leagues in the USA hockey system right now. There's the NA3 is what Butte falls into. And then the Eastern hockey league, which has its own little subset. I can't really comment mostly on that. That's they're both tier three. Um, the Eastern league is all more, mostly like Northeastern. It does go down the seaboard, but you don't see a whole lot of it. Um, but the NA3 is a direct feeder into the North American league. And so in the tier three subset, you see, <clears throat> you see teams like Butte. You see teams like Rochester, Minnesota, New Mexico. That you just we have a very we are all over the nation. Um, we have thirty four teams, I believe, this year, wow. and almost, I think, out of all of them, I think thirty three of them are affiliated with an NA uh, North American team. Wow! So almost everyone is affiliated, which is amazing, and it's beautiful to see. Um, because that's the movement you want to see. I mean, we just got our starter, Caleb Cross, just got called up to the NA and played up in Alaska, in Kenai River, Alaska. He, I will, I mean, I'll talk his case. I'll talk everyone's case up here, but um, especially Cross, especially Bradshaw, especially um, a former Cobra now, Cade Westman. Um, who else? I mean, I could talk about like five of our guys easily right now. I could Luke, Luke Sleichner. 
crushing strike they should all be up in that in a in my opinion they should be playing in that a because they are they have the skill set they have the speed they have basically the mindset there i mean it's just sometimes you don't get that look and but caleb got that look and he ran with it i i mean he came back down but i mean it is such a variance in things and even we talked to him about it and from what he said the difference that he saw as a goalie was there was a lot more block shots so it, there's oh, just yeah. it's when you move up tiers it's so hard that you have to click on quickly it's all about results in tier two and tier one like after i mean even at tier three it is about results but right. it's more development and so is tier two i mean it's all about development but it's about the varying levels of it as well. Wow. There is a lot to it that I didn't know. It's a, ra- it, it's a very, it, hockey is a very unpacked, like it's a rabbit hole. Trust me. I mean, I could talk for days about all of it. I love it. I, I could do this for days. That's, that's so cool. So I guess another question I have with that is obviously, you know, Butte, Montana, Wyoming, they're kind of hard to get to for a lot of mm-hmm. different bigger areas. So how do you guys get seen by the tier two teams to potentially move up? Um, so there's a showcase that we have midway point of the season. Uh, it's in Blaine, Minnesota. It has, it has everyone there. I mean, that's how I got looked at for my next college. Um, that's It's one of those places where it's like everyone's there that is the one place that they see, but we also, every team has a camera and it's hockey TV is what it's called. It's how everyone can watch us, how every team can watch, how literally everyone can watch us there. So they watch us on there. um, Or you go to camps during the season, during the summer part of our season. And so it's really about, I mean, and it helps to maybe have an advisor as well is known like Merrick. Um, Merrick used to be my advisor before he um, went and did some other stuff, did some more school stuff, but um, having an advisor or having, you know, just people, you know, it's kind of like a, who, you know, making your connections in pre-draft camps as well. So there's draft pre-draft camps. There's a lot, there's a, it's a rabbit hole, but to get seen um, it really comes down to going to showcases like Blaine that we go to, or just showcases during the summer. Uh, like there's some down in Vegas, in Chicago, in Massachusetts. It's kind of, it's everywhere really. You just kind of, wow. you have to find your way around. Wow. It seems like everything is in Vegas. Every sport I talk to, there's something in Vegas. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> that makes sense. That's crazy. Well, hey man, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on and giving me a little bit of a glimpse into the world of hockey and of course giving me some glimpses into the Butte Cobras and yeah. yeah, just thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. You have a great rest of your Sunday. Yes, you too. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have 
a lifelike figurine to commemorate that. And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs. <laughs>